This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. This is your call to action. Get prepared, America. Economy, survival, energy, disasters. This is USAprepares.com. Informative radio, educational radio. Interact now by emailing instructor at USAprepares.com or text at 434-390-7953. Class, please take your seats. Now, your instructor, Vincent Finelli. <laughs> Everyone all set, cocked, locked. Here we go. Hour number two of USA Prepares. Well, it looks like the Epstein, Epstein documents photos are coming out. And it seems almost like uh, people who have the same genetics as Pinocchio are involved in this. Think about that. Look at the size of the noses of the people who are um, the predators in the Epstein um, circle. And it looks like it's exactly as we said from day one that uh, he seemed to be making money via bribing people by taking pictures of them in compromised sexual positions that were arranged at his locations. Cameras, cameras everywhere. And um, so he took videos, he took pictures, and um, it kind of looks like they might have been used in blackmailing. And I think his ultimate target, the ultimate target for blackmailing success would be the Queen of England. And you know what? It looks like that's exactly what is happening, except she's not alive to see it. Gwyneth, any comments about that? Yeah, I was just thinking when they were saying that in the news that maybe the um, U.S. State Department or immigration or whoever it is that issues visas, U.S. visas, ought to just see that somebody is is an English prince and just deny them a visa. I think that might be a good idea. Yeah, as, as soon as they discover that somebody is British royalty, that that ought to be a disqualification for um, being in the United States. Because I mean, why why do you have any reason if you're if you're a British royal to be in the United States? Why? You know, go and, go and live in your own country. You know, it's like. Why, why can't you live in your own country? If you are a member of the British royal family, why can you not live in your own country? Does that make well, sense? Well, absolutely, it makes sense. And, and let's, let's extrapolate that uh, farther out. What about other countries besides um, England? Why are those people coming to the United States? Because... We do have video conferencing. We do have uh, teleconferencing. We can have virtual meetings. There's really no need to hop in a jet and fly to the United States for a one-half-hour or 15-minute meeting with somebody. There's no reason for that. Pick up the phone. 
right? It's way less expensive. It's more, um, it is more energy efficient to pick up the phone than to hop on an airplane and fly across the ocean. Uh, <laughs> I was going to talk uh, for a few minutes, Gwyneth, at some time during this hour about um, how Washington, D.C. is heated. When would you like to do that? Um, how about now? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you all know that, um, that Joe and company are saying, don't you all be using gas stoves? And, of course, uh, Gavin Newsom in California, governor of California, is, uh, is banning gas uh, appliances, stoves particularly, uh, natural gas. Natural gas is clean burning. You know, it's, it's, it's one of the cleanest fuels out there. If you uh, happen to work on a propane or a natural gas generator, you will see that the combustion chamber, the spark plugs, the exhaust, all that are relatively soot-free because it's clean burning. And gas stoves, while I don't uh, condone or advise burning them, you know, running a gas stove in your house without an outside uh, vent, meaning a range hood that exhausts the, the fumes outside to be diluted with the, with the uh, atmosphere, um, people still cook inside without a range hood. They've done that since the 19... Maybe 1930s, when gas stoves started, you know, making their appearance uh, in kitchens. Maybe the 1920s. So, if you look at how many gas stoves there are and how relatively clean they are, and you think, wow, that makes a great, great sense. But then the government's trying to ban the production of gas stoves. I want to know how is the White House heated? Heat pumps? I don't see too many heat pumps. They've got you know machine gun turrets on the roof, so not much room for, you know. Uh, uh, HVAC systems up there. So how do they heat the White House? I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. You know, I looked and looked and looked, finally gave up, you know, temporarily gave up. Um, I don't know how they heat the White House. But what I do know is there's a central steam plant in Washington, D.C. And uh, the Supreme Court and Congress and about 19 other buildings are heated by this steam plant. So steam is generated, piped underground, under the streets, into buildings, and that steam is is uh, used for heating the buildings. And a lot of these buildings are old buildings, you know, concrete, masonry, stone, brick. Uh, so they're really not too efficient in terms of insulation, but they use the central steam plant. So how's the steam made? Well, they use fossil fuel. They used to use coal. It's too cold, but you know, that, would, that fell out of favor. So they, they replaced most, 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 but not all, of the coal with natural gas. So Washington, D.C. is heated with natural gas. The stuff that you, y'all, don't you be using that in your stoves. Because it, uh, it depletes the, um, the oxygen and it pollutes the air. And people have asthma, so don't you all be doing it. But that's what they're doing. They're heating buildings but you should not be using it in your house to cook with. So what is, uh, what is the heating system for Washington, D.C.? Don't believe me. Don't believe a word I say. Don't believe anything you hear, see, or read in the media. Do your own research. And look up, um, uh, let's say, uh, a steam plant, D.C., as in District of Columbia. And what you'll find out, according to 
many articles in the on the internet is that the central steam plant is fired by fossil fuel, natural gas, and it's backed up by coal. Backed up by coal, you know, just in case. Just in case. Can you imagine that? These guys that are banning coal for the rest of us, destroying West Virginia in terms of the coal production, and that's what they use to back up the heating system for the, for the federal government. These guys yeah, are hypocrites. They're hypocrites. You know something? You're absolutely right. They are hypocrites. And there's really only uh, one environmentally friendly, sustainable way to do heating and cooking. Okay? And that is um, well-managed, coppiced or pollarded woodlot. Coppiced and pollarded woodlots ran Britain for hundreds of years. That was their fuel supply. And then they found that they had coal. Okay, so they didn't need to, you know, manage their coppice systems. This is trees where you can cut tree either at, you know, eye level or to the stump at the ground, and certain trees will reshoot if they, if you cut them. Like uh, willows are very good for this purpose, and um, other trees as well. Some trees will not coppice. Other trees are excellent coppice trees, like hazelnuts. Then you've got a food supply as well. You can do that. Anyone can do that. But you've got to plan it. You've got to plan it out years and years and years ahead because it can take 10 or 15 or 20 years to really get a woodlot going because the trees have to grow. Once, once, that, once the stump is in the ground and really well established, you cut it and then you come back five years later, seven years later, and you can cut it again and you can keep doing that forever. Is actually really good for the tree, you know. It's um, but they they are hypocrites. But that's how I'll tell you how I manage my heating and my cooking here. Okay, I don't even do coppicing here at the moment. I've got plans to get more into it into the future, but. I'll be working up in the forest, you know, um, managing my farm or whatever, and I'll take my hand cart with me, and it might be, on the way up, it might be loaded up with used spent stable hay that that the horse has urinated on or whatever, and then I've got particular places up in the forest where I spread it, Um, like, for instance, on a berm, I'll spread the spent stable hay on a berm and then I will sow it. I'll sow it with something like sorghum, buckwheat, um, lucerne, that is uh, alfalfa, uh, various other um, cut-and-come-again plants like that. And once again, they, they produce a grain or they produce fodder. They produce something that I can use but in the meantime, the roots go down into the into the berm, 
which is like a small dam wall, and they stabilise it. So so on my way back, on my way up, I pack a garden fork, a spade, and my axe, and I put them and maybe a bucket of seeds. And then I go up, and I do the work in the forest. I spread the spread the hay around where I need to spread it, and then I get the axe out. And on my way back, I'll cut fallen sticks that I find on the forest floor, and I put them into the the hand cart, and that's my firewood duty. And it might take. 15, 20 minutes longer than if I came back directly down. But I actually really enjoy it because a lot of the other work is so heavy, like digging trenches. And this spent stable hay is quite heavy. So, and from the stable to up the back paddock, I think I've mentioned this but my farm a few times, that my farm's actually built on a bit of a gradient. So it's a bit of a hill. So I'm pulling maybe, oh gosh, I don't know how much, maybe 80 kilograms of spent stable hay up a hill. And it's hard work. And by the time I get up to where the berm is, I'm pretty well tuckered out. I need to sit down and have a rest before I do the work, and then I do the work. And then coming back down with the wood, it's just a really pleasant wander through the forest, picking up sticks, breaking them up, chopping them up, putting them in the cart, moving on a few more meters and doing it all again. And then at the end of it, I've got my firewood. ...representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or injured at work, you have rights. And you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good, they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492-800-509-4492-800-509-4492. That's 800-509-4492. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. Have you ever watched a video on the internet and found yourself waiting for the skip the ad button? The reason this takes a few seconds is because the video delivery companies get to collect impression commission, and the viewer never sees the advertisement. 
The company still pays full price to run the ad. Does this sound like a scam to you? Is there any wonder why internet ads are so ineffective? For over 100 years, radio has been a proven source for companies' messages. Radio listeners are engaged and want to support the companies that sponsor the shows they're so passionate about. Simple companies like window treatments, security, pillow companies, and more have been able to break away from the big box stores building multi-million dollar businesses. Find out what radio can do for your business. Call 877-996-4327 or advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at TeamG'day.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your longevity business. TeamG'day.com. TeamG'day.com. Pencils, paper, notebooks, iPads. Class is now in session. USAPrepares.com. Educational radio. Set your memory to high power. Your USAPrepares.com instructor, Vincent Finelli, at the controls. Best you know that uh, we installed a wood furnace, an outdoor wood furnace here at our farmhouse in Missouri. And uh, we have some acreage, and uh, when trees fall down and limbs fall down, we cut them up, haul them, uh, pull them out of the woods, and with a tractor, if they're, you know, if they're logs, if they're dead trees, you know, big old trees that die, and uh, we cut them up with a chainsaw, and, and um, season them, which means let the moisture burn off in the sun, you know, for nine months or a year, and then into the wood stove they go. Well, there are some businesses that manufacture products, and they have lots of scrap wood. And what used to happen is they'd bundle it up, and you could bring a big trailer, and there would be these 2,000-pound bundles, and they'd sell them to you for um, $12. Then it went to $20, and it went to $40. And... uh then what happened was, so the locals, the local farms around here um, would heat with wood, too. So we're not the only guys heating with wood. So literally, if we bought the wood, we could heat the whole house and all of our hot water for $120 a year if we had a chainsaw and a trailer and a truck, which we do. You have to have that anyway if you live on a farm. So $120 a year to heat the houses. I mean, this... The equivalent, I'm hearing from other people that have a house about the same size as ours, five and $6,000 worth of propane a year. Five to $6,000 worth of propane per year. Yeah. And it's $120 for us. I don't know if they leave the thermostat on, you know, 105. I don't know what they do, but it's really expensive for people to heat their homes. And I, I don't know what they're doing. But... For us, it's $120 a year. Then what happened, 
was big business came in. And you got to be, you got to be, you have to look at big business with a jaundiced eye. In many cases, I despise big business. I despise big tech. They, uh, they've ruined, they've ruined the landlines. Uh, they've ruined things at work. They spy on us. They, they adulterate their products. They put dye and, you know, cancer causing, uh, chemicals in food that we don't need. I mean, big, big business is generally not really good for the planet. I like local decentralized. So what happened was a charcoal company came to these wood companies that have this, you know, piles of wood that farmers used to get and buy. And they'd say, well, we'll buy it all. So the wood supply has evaporated for the farmers to buy the wood to heat their houses because the city folk like to have charcoal for grilling their hamburgers. So they buy the wood from the wood manufacturing companies. They heat it up in these ovens. They turn it into charcoal. They put it in bags, and then it's sold at the big box stores and supermarkets. So the wood that used to be used to heat farms has all been bought by the charcoal companies. It's used for cooking hot dogs and barbecues. It's outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. What do these city folk do besides consume? What do they do besides rip us off and consume? What do they do? I want to know. And if Nothing. you read about Jeffrey Epstein Stein, you'll you'll see that the reporters are saying, well, he he was um, an expert in finance at a level that most people could not comprehend. Now, how is there such a level of finance that most people can't comprehend? I guess they're talking about me and you. We couldn't comprehend it, which really means that he's stealing from people. That's what that means. That's what fine print is all about. You're insured except if you have a loss, right? It's outrageous. It just makes my blood boil. I'm ranting here because it it just bothers me. The things that are happening, centralization, consolidation of money, power, and control. Who talks about that here on the radio? I think that's rich. Consolidation of money, power, and control. I actually think it's all of us at USA Prepares who talk about consolidation of money, power, and control. How's it working? Everything's going up. And we are slaves. We are economic slaves. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures 
seizures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. USA News. I'm Tim Berg. Former President Donald Trump appealed the Colorado Supreme Court's decision removing him from the ballot to the U.S. Supreme Court. The high court quickly agreed to decide the case. Kentucky Republican Senator Rand Paul agrees with the court's decision. Without question, the Supreme Court has to hear it. When I hear that it's going to be uh, almost a month, though, until the hearing and perhaps longer to the ruling, I'm concerned that even that's too long. I think there needs to be an emergency injunction to shut down any of the states that are wanting to do this. Millions along the East Coast are under a winter weather. Millions along the East Coast are under winter weather alerts this weekend. Forecasters say a storm will dump a mix of rain and snow in some cities like New York and Washington D.C. While Boston could get slammed with at least six inches of snow, while other parts of upstate New York could get over a foot of snow. This is USA News. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers. There's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read one. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered from a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious, he almost died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives that were more affordable, he tried Extendivite. Since taking it, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. 
airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. That's 802-341-4535. Class is back in session. Turn up the volume. USAprepares.com with the original survival economist, Vincent Finelli. Now we've moved uh, from being productive and manufacturing here in the United States where we clean each other's houses, sweep each other's floors, watch each other's cars, and flip each other's hamburgers. And we make appointments for each other. That's that's what we do. You know, next time you, you meet up with your friends, you want ask them what they do. Well, so what do you do? Well, I mean, y'all, y'all make um, machines? You, no? What, what do you do? It'd be interesting to find out class what what your friends actually do for a living if they're productive you know nobody nobody looks at these third world countries and says wow what a great place to live nobody does that you look at countries and they you know look at germany and go wow you know bmw mercedes um you can look at france renault you can look at uh, some of you know the great innovations of the french the but biafra Nobody looks at Biafra and says, yeah, that's, I think I want to move there um, and maybe get enough energy to swat the flies off my face. Because they, nobody looks up to countries that don't have innovation and aren't concerned with excellence. And, um, you know, here, here in the United States, Australia, Canada, Europe, we're throwing it away. We're throwing it all away. You know something, Vincent? It's really, really interesting that you mentioned that. But, I mean, I know that we go... We, we mention this sometimes about how at USA Prepares we have the same thought. Well, just recently, I mean, I mean, even just in the last few minutes, but over the last, you know, few months and weeks and months and all that sort of thing, I've had a thought come to me. And I, I thought it again, just as the news was happening. And that was, you'd better figure out how to live in a third world country because that's what your country is becoming. That is, 
that that was the thought that came to me. And it's it's been coming to me increasingly as time goes on, but especially the last few years. I'm watching my country collapse. They're probably not going to rebuild yay. The houses are flooded out. The people can't get their insurance money. You know, it's going to go from being a beautiful town to an abandoned town. And that's just how it is. And that is not the only town. Rochester has been flooded multiple times in the last few years. And I believe that it could, at least in part, be weather warfare. But here, the rain's actually been a really good thing, you know, because I've had my system set up where the... um, And the people who built this place before me had their system set up as well, but I built on what they started. You know, I could see what they were doing and um, made it better. I could see the mistakes that they made, and I've, um, I've been in the process of fixing their mistakes to make their systems better, I could see what they were trying to do. And um, they put the house in the right place. Big win there. Big, big win there. They put the water tank in the right place. That is, that is their, um, you know, this house runs off a um, domestic roof catchment so that the water that falls on the roof um, goes into a gutter, gets channeled into a big cistern, and I've added I added an old cistern shortly after I moved in. So I've got forty thousand litres, that's ten thousand gallons of domestic water stored. I, that's how I live off grid with my water supply, and that's how people need to live off grid with a water supply. Don't do things on a small scale with your water supply, or you're going to run out of water. But the thing is, if the people in Yay had built their town on the hillside and maybe used that lovely flat land as an agricultural area or horticulture, grazing or whatever, they'd still have their town. You know, but no, because people want to build on flat land. Why does anybody want to build on flatland? Flatland is a stupid place to build because mostly flatland is floodland. That's a stupid place to build. You want to build about halfway up a hill slope, not at the top of the hill, not in the valley, about halfway up, somewhere in that middle zone. It's got the best climate. You don't tend to get as many frosts there either. You tend to get quite a lot of wind, on the top of a hill, so you've got increased wind damage and, you know, you're constantly dealing with sounds of wind blowing around your house. It's not a very pleasant place to live. But on the valley, you've got a risk of flooding. That's just how it's going to be because that's how water operates, you know. But we're going to have to figure... The, the class is going to have to figure out how to do some things at least in a third-world way. And I studied environmental science and geography at Melbourne University, Ivy League University. And part of that was I've always been interested in how Indigenous tribal people live. 
How do they operate their lives? How do they survive? And what the tribal women, especially, how do they live their lives? Because they do most of the work. They, they're the ones who are the absolute anchor of the whole family. And every woman everywhere on the earth should be the anchor of her family. They should be the ones who, who, who hold it all together. That is absolutely true. And the men have a role to play as well. They shouldn't be sitting on their high knees. They should be doing the heavy manual stuff. But the woman, they're the ones who should be cooking. They're the ones who should be doing most of the gardening, you know, thinking of, of where the food is going to come from, looking after the chickens, if there's ducks or other small livestock, looking after them, making sure that the children are fed and clothed and all the rest of it. That's, that's women's business. But in third world countries, the women go out in the field and they work really, really, really hard all day and they take a water bottle with them. They have it slung across their back. And then they come back to their little mud hut as the sun is starting to go down. And on their way back, guess what they do? They collect sticks. Just wandering back to the house, just, you know, maybe maybe they've carried a basket with some stuff that they needed to take up to wherever they were going, you know, plants that they needed to plant or whatever. And, um, you know, or whatever they have, the tools or whatever it is. And then they fill that basket with sticks, stick wood, which is wood of less than an inch in diameter. Maybe at the very largest, a really big bit of stick wood would be two inches in diameter. That's right at the limits of stick wood. So they get this wood and they, they just see it as they are walking along on the path and they pick it up because it's always falling from the trees all the time, this stick wood. And I read that and I thought, gee, that's actually a really good idea. And once I started doing that, I found that I didn't have to make a dedicated firewood run every evening, which meant that I had an hour or two extra in the evening to do extra extra work up on the block or something. Because instead of spending an hour or two looking for firewood, I was spending an extra 20 minutes wandering slowly back to the house, just keeping my eye out for fallen sticks on the ground and breaking them up, putting them in the handcart. And if everybody did this, then, you know, nobody would have any worries about fuel you wouldn't have any heating bills. I don't have a heating bill. I haven't had a heating bill in almost 11 years. I haven't had an electricity bill. I haven't had a water bill in almost 11 years because I look after it myself. I haven't had an electricity bill in 11 years because I have my own electrical supply. You know, I bought the parts to make an electricity supply, I put it together, I set it up, and what do you know, it makes electricity. And I don't have 24 hours of electricity. 
except now I have a smaller system that tides me through, so I actually do have um, 24 hours of electricity, but I don't have my full electrical supply for 24 hours of a day, but I don't actually need it. You know, I have the, the 120 volt electricity supply, which basically um, keeps my phone and my laptop charged and runs some lighting all night. I don't have to worry about any of that. And I buy it once and it runs practically forever. I mean, like, maybe I'll need to buy a new battery, a new cell in 10 years' time or whatever, and that'll cost something like well, at today's prices, they cost like something like 250 or 300 Australian dollars. That's for 10 years' electricity. $300 for 10 years' electricity. How's that, Vincent? And I can't well, see why yeah. everybody is not doing this. Well, we it's are. Really, what do you need? Well, you, you don't got... need. Okay, so let's look at the USA preparison structures who are doing that, okay? So on Friday, we have Greg Lesher. He does it. On Wednesday, we have Gwyneth. On Thursday, we have Kyle. Uh, Monday through Friday, we've got me. And we've got Gwyneth on Wednesday. And Rich. And Rich on Tuesday. Rich. And Rich on Tuesday. So (laughs) it's like most of us, most of us. And and so I'm pretty darn sure that Greg uh, uses wood for for cooking, heating purposes. Uh, I'm absolutely certain that you and Rich do, and I do. Yeah, yeah. So we actually speak from... Once or twice a week, I'll take my axe. I'll notice where the big logs are. And once or twice a week, I'll take, take my axe up to where the fallen trees are and I'll cut my logwood. So I'll, I'll cut logs with my axe for the fire. And you don't actually need that much logwood. I might use two, two or three logs a day. And in my little fireplace, mostly it's for overnight. But the vast majority of my firewood is stickwood, which is wood that is incidentally picked up while I'm on my way home and put into the handcart that I'm taking up to the forest with me anyway. Because it's on the way up, it's filled with manure, it's filled with hay, or it's filled with something else that I'm doing up in the forest. I've got a homework assignment for the class when we come back. It's real simple. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the mineral doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the mineral doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 
If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. That's 800-670-0946. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. and seasoned opinions instruction that matters at the controls vincent finelli Kenneth is with us live in australia so class here's a real quick homework assignment for you so if you wonder about electricity and how important it is to you so if you wake up in the middle of the night just take a stroll through your own home and look at how many lights 
are on indicator lights. You know, just saying that the electricity is present at certain things. Like uh, you might see uh, your computer monitor light is on. You might see a keyboard light is on. You might see a uh, computer PC indicator light is on. Your cell phone um, might be charging. There might be an indicator light on your cell phone charger. Your television, your stereo, your clock radio, your DVD player, your night lights, your modem router, your printer, computer printer, your freezer, your refrigerator, your dishwasher, your washing machine, and your dryer, depending on the age of you know those appliances. I'll bet you you find at least 10, 10 items that have indicator lights in your house that are using electricity while you're sleeping, and you're not thinking about it. I'll bet you that. And... Um, Find out for yourself. Don't believe me. Find out for yourself. What I'm trying to indicate is how used to the presence of electricity we have become. And we are toast without it. Absolutely toast. Without electricity, there's going to be no fresh food. Without electricity, there's going to be no supply chain. None. Because we don't know how to order anything anymore. It's all done via computers and electronically. You buy one off the shelf at the big box store, you go through the register with it, and it takes one out of inventory. And at the inventory stocking level, it's automatically reordered. Nope, we need to reorder them. Let's get another couple cases of those. That's what happens. So without electricity, we are absolutely toast. So Gwyneth is right. We're going, we're going to be going uh, to the hard way. We're going to be heating the hard way, and we're going to have to reinvent industrial revolution because we don't know how to make anything unless you know china is going to ship us over cast iron stoves for you know cooking in our kitchens with wood but i don't think they're going to be doing that we're all going backwards and when the grid goes down we're toast and so the idea is to make sure that you're prepared for that so you might want to do that little little uh drill tonight that little fire drill tonight and see how many lights are running and what can you do without and how if you had to have those things running could you make sure they keep running? Because if you think about it, when, uh, when a freezer breaks or refrigerator breaks, the, the homeowner panics. Uh-oh, we've got to get the meat, the meat in the freezer. Oh, my gosh, we've got to do something right now. So they run out and try to buy another freezer or refrigerator freezer. That's what they try to do. And then you find out that they don't have them in stock because the stores don't have an inventory. They'll get it to you on Tuesday or Thursday, or whatever the the day is that they come into your area, but they don't have them in stock. You can't just pick one up. And they don't have people that deliver them from the showroom. Mark my words. Just go go into a big box store and say, boy, that's a nice refrigerator. It's only $3,300. Can you all, if I bring, if I buy that, can you load that in my pickup truck? Assuming I have one in the parking lot? Ask them. See what they say. Gwyneth, back to you. It's going to be a no. Just before we go, um, I would like to mention about what's been happening in Wellington, which is the capital of New Zealand. They are experiencing a drought in Wellington. Yes, they've had lower than average rainfall there. But what the real problem is, is that they're... um, water reticulation system is collapsing. They've got hundreds of leaks in their reticulated water system and the water is just leaking 
into the gutters of the streets. It's blowing in fountains. And nobody is there to fix it. People are literally, these leaks are so well established. This is the New Zealand's equivalent of Washington, D.C. This is the, the capital city. This is where their parliament sits. This is not a backwater. But they have so many leaks that people, and, and such persistent, long-lasting leaks, that people are setting up gutters to channel the leak into paint, paint buckets, used paint buckets, and taking the water home with them. And that the, the, that the local village, the little community, the neighbourhood, has set up this, this little water bucket filling system out of a leaky pipe because the, the, water the, the water supply company is not coming to fix it. And the people don't seem to have the know-how or the knowledge or the ability to dig in the soil and fix it themselves. So they set up a gutter and they fill up buckets and that's how they're getting water for their houses. So New Zealand, in its capital city, is going back to a third world way of doing things, you know. And this is being reported on the evening news there, and I sent you a video of it earlier, Vincent. Mm -hmm. right. You know, feel free to post a link to that on USA Prepares if you want. Sure. USAprepares.com because it's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, concerns over Wellington's water crisis. Hour-long queues for emergency water tanks. Gwyneth, thank you so much. See you next, next week. Tehubo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. Shopsupertea.com.